angels. We had some angels over here. We had a Roman soldier. We, we've got shepherds and wise men, and, and the wise men on this team were bearing gifts of chocolate. And on this time, we, on this team over here, we had Rudolph, sort of disguised as a donkey, who may or may not have been in the story anyway, but they were there anyway. And it's it's kind of exciting, and there's a lot of stuff going on. And yet, the Bible story I read earlier is is so different to that. And I want to talk about that for just a couple of minutes. You see, in that Bible story, it's incredibly ordinary. There's a few verses I read from Luke's Gospel. There's no angels. There's no um, shepherds in that bit. There's no wise men. It's, it's about Caesar Augustus and a census. So he, he's trying to get people to come and register at their town of birth so he can collect more tax, so he can know who everybody is. It's just ordinary and mundane. It's about a couple paying their taxes and registering with the government. It's not very exciting at this point. And it's so simple. Joseph goes up from Nazareth to Bethlehem because he belonged to the house and line of David. And she's pledged to be married to him and expecting a child. And while they were there, the baby's born. And they wrap him up in cloths and place him in a manger because there was no guest room suitable. Uh, this isn't a manger. It's a few bits of wood that have been cobbled together. But a manger is basically a, just a feeding trough. It's a feeding trough for animals, and uh, this probably wouldn't last very long if animals were eating out of it, but it's pretty basic. It's pretty ordinary. It's pretty kind of mundane. Now, yesterday evening, I went into town just, just briefly. I wasn't doing my last-minute Christmas shopping, honest, just after 6 o'clock because I'd done it earlier in the afternoon. Uh, I came in just just after 6, and town was all right. It was average. It was ordinary. There were people dashing into Tesco's to get their last-minute bits. There were people pottering about. It was, it was kind of okay, but it wasn't very exciting. It was just ordinary. And, and the story that we've got is of two ordinary people, Mary and Joseph. We know that they're ordinary because they couldn't get a room. They, there was no guest room available. It might have been a family home, but there was no room made available to them to sleep. And so they're out laying Jesus in a, in a manger. And I was just reflecting on other people who, you know, the, uh, famous folk can get seated anywhere they like. It, you may have tried to book into a restaurant and it's fully booked, but you can guarantee that if you were particularly well known, you could arrive at the door and they would find you a table magically. You know that. Now, I, I had this experience when I thought I was very important this week. I went to a jeweler's and it was only to get, a, I'd been getting a ring resized. That was all it was, I'm afraid. Judith, there's nothing of jewelry coming towards you. I'm sorry about that. That's all it was. But as I approached the jewelers on the first time, I knew what the deal on the second time. You, you, have, you kind of rattle the door and nobody answers. And there's a little buzzer. It says, please, please press here. And so you press and someone looks at you. And if you're acceptable, they let you in. And I thought I must be looking particularly smart that day because they let me in. And I realized afterwards, it actually wasn't because I was special. It was because I was ordinary that I got let in. It's because I was ordinary. It's because I wasn't wearing a balaclava. It's because I didn't have a shotgun. It's because I didn't have a pickaxe with it. I was just a customer walking into a shop. It was my ordinariness that got me in. And Joseph and Mary are really, really ordinary people. I want you to notice just in this story, the wise men, the magi, when they're trying to find the baby, who do they go and see? Anybody remember? Kids, can you remember who the wise men go and see? Before they get to Jesus, who do they go and ask? 
Herod, that's right, King Herod. They go and ask King Herod. Now, they go and see King Herod, and he lets them in. He has a discussion with them, an audience with them. I don't reckon Mary and Joseph would have been allowed to go and see King Herod. But the Magi are. They're welcomed in to see the king straight away, no problem. This is an ordinary, ordinary birth and a normal, probably quite uncomfortable delivery. But this is an extraordinary battle. And that first verse I read talks about Caesar Augustus issuing a census. Caesar is the Roman ruler. Augustus means he's august and powerful. But it actually means more than that because Augustus was one of those rulers that made people worship him. He, he believed he was God or a God. And he instructed people to worship him. And so Jesus is coming to be God with us at a very time when Caesar Augustus is issuing rules and decrees and telling people that he should be worshipped. Also, we've got King Herod, who is often the bad guy in the play. And he's envious and jealous. And he has his favorite wife killed and three sons murdered. And, and he's on one side. And he is desperately clinging on to his rulership and his reign, his kingship. He's trying to be the, the ultimate king of the Jews, and Jesus is the greatest threat to him ever. So we have this ordinary couple, but there's an extraordinary battle going on at the same time. And in the middle of it, middle of it all, we have Jesus. And he is a, he's God Emmanuel. The word Emmanuel means God with us, doesn't it? Actually, if you look at it literally, it means with us, God. With us, God. L is the, the kind of generic word for God, and that's at the end of the word. So it's with us, God. He's the with us, God. He's with us all the time. He's available. He comes close. He's with us in the ordinary. And maybe your life, my life today, feels a bit ordinary at times. Maybe actually ordinary would be good. It would be an improvement on what things have been like this year. I don't know. But God comes into the ordinary, into the mess. Not a sanitized wooden thing in a church, nicely stage lit, nicely amplified and, and all serene. But God enters into the ordinary, into the mess, into a battle. He enters into the fight he enters into not just a snowy picture card scene, but into the reality of day-to-day life. When a king is out to kill him, when an emperor is demanding that people worship him. And in the middle of that, our God comes. He comes not to run away again, but to stay. He comes in person. He doesn't just send an angel or a prophet, but he comes himself. Finally, There's a combination of the two I think is really important. The ordinary us and the with us God. As I've read this story again, I've been just amazed to think of how Mary and Joseph experienced God that Christmas. Just what, went, what they went through, what they experienced, what they got to know about God. Mary carrying the Son of God, pregnant with him and giving birth to him. Just how how intimate that relationship was, just how incredibly wonderful and yet ordinary and how, how she must have coped thinking about God being with her. Joseph caring for Mary and caring for young Jesus as he was born. And the incredible truth is this, that God needed a mum and dad. Jesus needed 
when he was born, he needed a mum and a dad. He needed to be born. He needed to be nurtured. He needed to be fed. He needed to be cleaned. He needed to be looked after. He needed to be raised and taught. And Jesus entered into our world in such simplicity. He needed his mum and his dad. He actually needed Joseph and Mary to be with him. And the entire story that we have this Christmas depends on two ordinary people saying yes to God. Without them saying yes, it wouldn't have happened. I just want to encourage us today, don't despise the ordinary. If life feels a bit ordinary, it doesn't feel special, it doesn't look like other people's Christmases on Facebook, don't worry about it. God arrives in the ordinary. It's in the ordinary that God's at work. He's looking for ordinary people like you and like me to work through and to come alongside and be near. And at the same time, he's in the middle of an extraordinary battle for us and on our behalf. And life is hard and life is good and life is awful and life is wonderful. And in the middle of all of it, God is at work and he's fighting on your behalf and he's battling and he's standing with you. And he wants to partner with us this year. So I wonder if we can this year say yes to an extraordinary God who wants to work in ordinary people like Joseph, like Mary, like you, and like me. I think Christmas is that simple. God coming close to save us and to work with us in redeeming the world. Ross, do we have one more song you'd like us to sing? Wonderful. Let's sing that as we think about all that Jesus